0: wild and crazy Sunday um great picks bad bets for me uh, it was good it was a very unpredictable thing'll I'll ask you who you thought had you know the biggest most impactful win or loss in a second but something that is definitely happening in football is scoring is down I think if I think if we look at it I don't know, like off the top of my head, maybe two games got over the number. Um, I I hate it. I hate the way that offenses are being compressed right now. I think the game isn't as good, and I know some people disagree, and they like to see the defense. I do not. I like to see big plays and explosive plays and all these things that are just, you know, for a large portion of teams are just being chiefs included are being taken away right now. That's the way the game is being defended and, and offenses still just can't quite catch up. But, but here we go. And we look at this weekend. I I don't know. Like it makes it hard because you want, like the reason I hate it is because we love fantasy football, right? We love players, putting up big numbers and trying to do that when the reality is the smart way to bet everything is just to go under, like go under on everything, go under on player props, go under on all of it. Because right now that's just the way the league's going.
1: There were only two teams that scored over 30 points this weekend. The Jags scored 37 against the Colts and the Dolphins scored 42 against the Panthers. That was it. Not another team in the NFL scored over 30 points in the game. Uh, yesterday and so I think you're you're spot on with that I mean defense is clearly coming through Um, and I think that a lot of it is that we're seeing teams adjusting to the new different style of offense that was really in vogue a couple of years ago and I think it, it started obviously with Patrick Mahomes and the way that the Chiefs were running their offense and all of that Teams started to try to adopt that a little bit uh, you started to see other quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen to an extent do some of these things that maybe not at the same level that Patrick Mahomes does, but offenses really started to you know kind of follow the leader. That's the way that it always works. And then now we're seeing defenses adjust accordingly to all of that. So I think that's a big reason why scoring is down. And then I think the teams that have, you know, like yesterday, The the two teams that put up the number of points that they did, like the Jags with 37 and the Dolphins with 42, those are kind of anomalies, right? And then the way that they are, you know, explosive and the Dolphins with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and what they've been able to do, um, that's the exception now. That's not the rule.
0: Well, the Dolphins are this interesting component against it because it's just right, a ton of speed. Um, But the other thing that's really suppressed it is key injuries, and those continue through the weekend McCaffrey goes down Montgomery those have been the top two running backs they both leave the game with it. like injuries have just been brutal and i've seen people on social media who have played or observe and and they do like they're like i i just wonder if it's a lack of practice like the, the less work you do before and, you know turf has come into into the picture is a big thing but turf's been around for a long time so i don't know why you know it's it's been an absolute bloodbath of injuries this year too all right so you get uh, of the big, like, notable headline-type things that happen, um, you you get the Browns beating the 49ers at home without Deshaun Watson, which was interesting because I didn't think that really cost him anything. Deshaun Watson doesn't look that good to me. Um, you get the Jets finding a way to beat the Eagles at home. Uh, those are the two notables, I think, as far as winners. And then you look at the other side for losses. Like, I don't take anything away from San Francisco. I'm not worried about San Francisco. Uh, they, they, we knew Cleveland's defense was really good. They lost some key players in the game. Um, I, I think you worry probably slightly more about the Eagles, but still not a ton. I, I think the biggest, I mean, I, the the biggest winner to me, Tommy, is the Jets. They're three and three. I, you, you probably would have been excited in, in, like, okay, if they'd have been three and three with Aaron Rodgers with the right. way their schedule started. Yeah, so, we like, we talked
1: about that at the beginning of the season about how difficult yeah. their first six games were. And they have been able to go three and three without him. Uh, I'm with you. I was going to say the Jets as the most impactful victory because I still don't think the Browns are a, a legitimate playoff team. I really don't. I mean, I know that they're three and two right now, Man, but I, their I just
0: defense don't. Defense is so. Their defense good. is
1: good, but I just don't see the complete package with the Browns in that division. And maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I just don't. I don't particularly see it right now. And, and the fact that they were able to win. Without Deshaun Watson, I thought P.J. Walker looked better than Deshaun Watson has. Deshaun
0: Watson doesn't look if, good anyway. No, the, the it, fact it, so, that let's let's the fact that they won it without Nick Chubb, how about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think the Jets. I, I agree with you. I think that's a more impactful victory, um, and they did it on the strength of their defense, based on what we just talked about. You know, that late interception that you know essentially led to the Brees Hall touchdown, and and the Jets were able to to stun the Eagles in that way. I mean, they're hanging around. They're hanging around. And really, you know, I think the Bills look beatable. If you watched any part of oh, Sunday Night sure. Football last if night. they have so
0: many injuries, they better be beatable.
1: Right, definitely. They're not at the same level that we're accustomed to. The Bills do look beatable. And keep in mind, the Jets already beat them once the very beginning, the very opening game of the season. The Dolphins are explosive for sure, but there are ways to limit them. The Bills did that a week ago. It's a really intriguing division, the AFC East is. And if the Jets can hang around, if they can be pesky, and if they can lean again, we've said it before, on their defense and their running game, then I don't think that they're world beaters by any means, but I think that they can certainly be an interesting team later this
0: season. Brees Hall still with just twelve carries and I think he had four in the first half. Like, what are we doing, Hackett? Stop putting Dalvin Cook in the game early. Like stop Yeah, the game winning touchdown though. I know. Which just begs the question. Why are you not I just mind numbing? But hey, they win. Okay, fine. I mean if you, can, if you can if you can get a ball. victory
1: over if you can beat the unbeaten Eagles. With Zach Wilson, who went 19 for 19 of 33 for 186 yards, no, no touchdowns, no picks. I key. mean, it's a, clean, it's a clean game. It's a clean game. He's never going to light the world on fire. But if you can win with a performance like that, and that's the way that you want to have your your quarterback play, but you can still find a way to win with, with your defense, man, hats off to you. Way to go. Well, they
0: have to do that. They have to do that. Look, they— Brees Hall did have five catches. So he had he had 17 total touches. But again, he had almost nothing in the first half. Like you've got to let him. And the reason I keep saying that is because Brees Hall breaks runs off as good or better than any running back in football outside of Miami right now. So give him the opportunity to do that when your offense is as limited as it is. Try and get one of those kinds of touchdowns where he just breaks one out. And, and look, they, they did utilize him in the past game. But, like, for real, Dalvin Cook doesn't. And he only ended up having three carries. But they didn't run the ball at all in the first half, which is weird. Garrett Wilson's starting. They're finding a way to get him the ball. That's another key for them, too. So the Jets, you know, they're hanging around. They just got to try to get there. And and in an AFC that, you know, looks a little watered down from what we thought because of some key injuries, I think you feel good about that. I thought the other big one, and it'll go a little more under the radar because you had the high-profile losses, but Jacksonville doing what they did Coming back from London after two weeks there in a really convincing, never close game against Indianapolis. That to me was the other one that really stands out. Jacksonville's starting to groove a little bit. And it was, you know, it was a strange game if you look at it. They didn't, Jacksonville only had 233 yards of offense, but they turned Gardner Minshew over three times. Like Jacksonville didn't have to do very much offensively. And if they can get those kinds of games out of their defense, because their offense does go cold occasionally, we still see that from Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville becomes a more dangerous team. And as you look at like complete teams in the NFL right now, if they can get those kinds of performances out of their defense, Jacksonville becomes a whole lot more dangerous because their offense isn't always going to be there.
1: Not only did they turn over Gardner Minshew three times, but they did a phenomenal job limiting the run game. And I still don't understand why Shane Steichen didn't lean more on the running game. You've got Jonathan Taylor back for a second straight week, and I'm sure he's got to get his legs and get ready to go. But he had eight carries. or I'm sorry, six carries. Oh, no, eight eight carries for 19 yards. averaged just over two yards a carry. Zach Moss seven rushing attempts for 21 yards, and, and Moss is the guy that absolutely went off a week ago. Um, so Jacksonville did a good job of limiting the run game for Indianapolis, but man, I think that if you are, like if I'm Shane Steichen, and I know I've got Jonathan Taylor, and I know I've got Zach Moss, and I know Gardner Minshew's my starting quarterback now, you gotta, you gotta go run first. I mean, you absolutely have to. Like, that's going to be the best way for you to win games this season. Now that Anthony Richardson, he very easily... I read a report yesterday that he's strongly considering surgery to just completely be done for the entire season. So you're probably going to be riding with Gardner Minshew the rest of the way. You've got to be a run-first offense moving forward.
0: They And that's where I give Jacksonville credit. They didn't let them. Jacksonville didn't let them do that. And so that's where... Credit goes to Jacksonville because Indianapolis has been doing that against yeah. just about everybody. I, I thought the Ravens were really impressive in the early game. Lamar um, looked pretty
1: good. He looked yeah. bad a week ago against the Steelers, and he bounced back. and And that was a that's a really important win overseas for the Ravens in that divisional race.
0: That was a big win for the Commanders yesterday. So of of, of all of the weird things that happened, you had the Lions do exactly what they needed to do. Right? Like they, they got it done even without David Montgomery. Um and that was one of you know, that was one of the better wins I thought of the weekend. I thought the Rams uh, looked
1: pretty impressive over the Cardinals. Yeah, they've kind of been up and down this season. I thought that they looked pretty well, the Dolphin, solid The in, Dolphins in that late is window. the other one.
0: The, the Dolphins was the other one. The Dolphins and I was looking for the other five and one team. Is the Dolphins and the Lions did a nice job establishing what they needed to do. The Dolphins got down fourteen nothing in that game. I don't know if anybody saw that. And then the Bengals. Look, that, that's yeah. a tough Seattle team. And Cincinnati did not, you know, light the world on fire. I thought that would be a very high-scoring game. It was not. Their offense continues to struggle a little bit, but they got it done. And just getting it done for them feels like what all they need to do. I do think at some point they will find their groove. And I don't know when that is, but I think it's coming. And so kind of, you know, in a very different way than the Jets, but it's it's almost like... Through six games, when you when you know everything that's happened, you're like, "Ah, oh, we're three and three. Like, okay, I think if you're yeah. Cincinnati, you take that, right? Because it, yeah, and th- if we have teams... to pick that division all over again, you know, you, they've got a great shot to still win their division. I mean, there really, are teams it's...
1: that are that are hanging around at 500 through six games, and you know, the Jets are one of them. We talked about them. The, the Bengals are, are another team where you know they're hanging in there. And, you know, considering the disastrous start to the season that the Bengals had, I think you take that through the first six games for sure. The Vikings, they improved to two and four. They're not out of it, you know, in in a fairly weak outside of the Lions, NFC North. I think that they, you know, that they continue to survive and advance. Uh, The Vikings could be a team that they're not completely out of the question at this point. They're going to survive without
0: Justin Jefferson now. And they they knocked Justin Fields out of that game, but I agree with you, and I've You know, before the Jefferson injury, it was like, "Watch Minnesota, man! Like they just got to hang around here and get it." But now it's like they'll be in the same boat as the Jets if they're able to survive here. You're like,
1: I think my most pressing question after yesterday is, are we watching potentially the end of the Bill Belichick era in New England? Oh, Uh, because it's been it's been needs to be
0: needs to be bad, and it's just just, like not
1: quarterback controversy week after week after week. And, you know, and he's
0: but after refused what we to saw make any kind of change. with man, with like Matt Patricia calling plays yeah. like the the days of of Belichick outsmarting everybody. And again, one of the greatest ever. You, you can't do that if you don't have the people to execute. Does his uh,
1: legacy is his legacy damaged at all from the last couple of years? Like this brilliant not. mind of a coach and all the success and the dynasty and all of that and then watching the way that they played the last couple of seasons?
0: Probably not. It probably won't be. The only thing is that question of chicken or egg, right? Which one is more responsible? Which was always a really silly question, by the way, because the player is always more responsible. I don't care what coach it is. Like, the player is the... Andy Reid, how many times did he get there? Right? How many great teams did he have? But until he got Mahomes, they didn't win a title. And they had some really good teams. It's always the players that are more responsible. Now, great coaches will put those players in the right position. There are plenty of bad coaches who've had great players. <laughs> Staley, McCarthy. <laughs> like, they can't get anything done. And we'll see those two face off tonight. Boy, you want to talk about a big game. That is a big game for both of those teams tonight. We'll get to Monday Night Football uh, well, we might do that in our next segment. Top of next hour, we'll have Shrius Lada, who just put out a another breaker. A former KU player. Uh, we'll get to that with Shrius, as well as KU's loss, and you know the end of that investigation with the Adidas thing, which is you know the good news to pull from KU out of the last few days. But we'll, we'll get to all of that as we make our way forward. Sports Daily, i Brock and Castor rolling forward on a Monday.